Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis, the number one show at 5 o'clock, the, uh, our Cats at Night. And uh, and we have one great show for you today. And uh, we have in the studio, we have Judge Richard Weinberg, Common Sense uh, Democrat, uh, uh, Congressman Peter King, Common Sense Republican, and the guy in the middle, uh, Independent, George Venizelos, the former uh, head uh, in, Head, how do you say the former agent Act, in charge acting of acting director, right? acting director, assistant director, assistant of director of the in charge of New York, assistant, assistant acting director, no, can't assistant, say it. assistant director in charge of New York. John, can I just say, as a politician, I'm nervous <laughs> with the FBI in the room. <laughs> well, he's watching both of you. That's why I'm sitting next to you. He, look, he looks to the left and he looks to the right. And, here. and Lydia on my side, uh, my sidekick here, and uh, and uh, on with us today. And we have one great show, and we're we're going to keep secrets. Who else we have on today? And uh, we have one great show, but we're starting off. It's Monday. We're going to start off with Bill O'Reilly. That's right, Bill O'Reilly. He has uh, Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly every night, Monday through Friday, here at 9 p.m. He's a prolific author as well. The Killing Series, about 20 million books sold. His latest book, Killing the Legends by Bill O'Reilly. How many weeks has it been on the bestsellers list? Seven. 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 Seven weeks there. Yep. So welcome back to Cats keep at it Night. there till uh, Christmas. That's what our goal is. Awesome. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, you know, usually I ask you before we go on, I text you and say, what do you feel emotional about? And you were mad as heck that Newsday uh, took a position that uh, 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 New Yorkers are overplaying the crime in our streets. The editorial on Sunday's Newsday. It's the usual foolish thinking. I don't know what's wrong with that paper. I really don't, because Long Island is fairly sophisticated news readership, and um, they do a decent job covering local news. But the editorial page, I mean, these people, um, their point was that the left is uh, not serious enough about uh, crime in New York State, and the right is overplaying it overplaying it and i'm saying to myself what state are you really living in new state people are you in maine and i'll just give you two stats that are pretty pretty stunning so violent crime in the subway is up 41 percent year to year and i know you've given that stat on your show john yep um 41 percent that's not an inch up 25 people have been pushed onto the tracks this year so far. And I don't think there's a person on earth who could then diminish the crime problem, knowing that. And ridership on the subway pre-pandemic, about 140 million people a year, down to 81 million people a year. Because the folks, the people who have to go to work on the subway, know they could be harmed. And if you think everybody's reporting every crime, every assault, every time you get spit at or cursed at, <clears throat> they're not doing that. Yet this newspaper has the gall and Hokel has the gall to come out and say, oh, no, you're hysterical. Why, why should you be concerned about that? Yeah, <laughs> because it's insane. That's why. And that really got me. 
Mm. Well, I think they're really misreading their audience, too, because Long Island, they could differ on other issues, but on crime, they are solid for law and order. I mean, last year, they basically voted in two Republican district attorneys. Crime is the main concern of people on Long Island. But not Newsday's concern. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're misreading their audience. What they're worried about is ideology. Mm -hmm. That whole paper is driven by a very devoted left-wing management. That's who runs the show. I mean, it's like Maureen Dowd. You all know who Maureen Dowd is? From the Times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the columnist for the Times. So like 30 seconds after the Pelosi break-in in San Francisco, she's out with, oh, far-right people did this. They encouraged that. Mm-hmm. No, nope, should know anything about it. That's right. Okay, and it turns <laughs> out this guy is a lunatic, a total demented yep. human being who's got stuff all over the place, mm-hmm. all right? And she accuses conservatives, Republicans, Trump people, whatever it may be. They did it, completely ignoring Scalise, ignoring uh, Kavanaugh, ignoring Zeldin, the guy who went up with the knife when he was campaigning upstate New York. Doesn't mention that. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that drives me nuts because I'm a journalist for almost 50 years. And what they are all doing is bowing to their corporate masters. And I can tell everybody right now on WABC, Pat Matitis owns the station. But he doesn't require anyone to bow to him. And everybody should know that. Mm-hmm. True. He just tells us, tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but what we're all concerned, if we got eight days to the election, uh, Bill O'Reilly, and uh, where we we had the pre-meeting upstairs a few minutes ago, we were all concerned with one thing: getting New York back to normal. And what's normal? That you're allowed to walk in the streets without being afraid of getting mugged. You're allowed to to use the subway without being afraid to be thrown in, in onto the tracks. Mm-hmm. People are walking around with fear. Mm-hmm. Where the people at Newsday, they must have car drivers and security guys. Mm-hmm. No, they never come into the city, but they know what's going on. Um, but I think uh, Peter King is correct. I think that Z- Zeldin will really sweep both Nassau and Suffolk County. And he did very well over the weekend upstate, big uh, rallies in Rochester and other places. So I think Hochul's in, in serious trouble, but she should be. And if you vote for Kathy Hochul to run this state for four more years, you're basically signing the state's death warrant. Yeah, people will start people to move out leave. more and more. I mean, the first ones that left, left the west side of Manhattan were the ones that voted for the extreme liberal situation. Judge, you live on the west side of Manhattan. What say you? I say that uh, it's about time the Democrats got serious and confronted the real issue that public safety is the issue. You know, there's another, there's another piece of legislation out there that Hochul signed, Bill, which was— a bill that lets parolees out early and no supervision after they're out and no notice to the victims of their crimes that they're out. And that's the so-called less is more. That in itself, even if you didn't have the so-called bail reform, is a dangerous law to public safety, Bill. But less is more for what? <clears throat> I mean, you, less protection, less protection for public is what it is. And the victims. Look, I, I, I've said this before. This all comes down to the progressive left believing America is a rotten country, a bad place that persecutes minorities 
and wants to put black men in jail. Mm -hmm. That's what they believe. And so they're going to make it more difficult to put black men in jail. That's what this whole thing's about. And the crime surge is about narcotics. All right. That's why you have tens of thousands of people on the streets. Mm -hmm. They can't make a living. They want to be inebriated all day long. They're not going to take treatment. Newsday again, oh, give the uh, drug addicts treatment. They don't want treatment. If they did, it is available to them in this state. We spend twice as much money on our population than Florida does. And Florida has twice, not twice as many people, but more people. It's insane, this view. But it all comes back to that. There's always a root cause. Bill O'Reilly, I was telling the story earlier. You and I were both longtime journalists and a friend of mine. She was covering the rally. What is it? Yapank. It was on Long Island, the Zeldin rally. There was about 6000 people and she was shocked. She was surprised. And then I was talking to another friend of mine. They're like, wow, there's all these Zeldin supporters. And I'm asking everybody in this room, has anyone ever seen a Hulkle sign anywhere? No, you see Lee Zeldin signs. So, Bill O'Reilly, why do you think the mainstream media seems to be so out of touch? Are they that in their little liberal bubble world that they don't understand that a lot of people are sick and tired of these radical leftist policies and that they're just it's destroying our city, our state, our country? Well, they live in a bubble. That's true. As I just described the Newsday editorial staff. But they also take orders. And they take orders. The orders are, this is our point of view, and it carries over to the whole paper, the whole television operation, whatever it may be. So they have a vested interest in giving their masters who pay their salaries what they want. Now, the Zeldin rally was in Hopag. It was a huge rally. Uh, I was up in Rhinebeck this weekend. Rhinebeck will vote for Hochul. But I have to confess... I didn't see many Hochul signs. I saw a bunch of Black Lives Matter signs, but I didn't see many uh, Hochul signs. Rhinebeck, for those of you who don't know, one of the most liberal communities, home of Bard College in New York State. Beautiful place, but nuts. They're crazy people. Where Chelsea um, And But, you know, Zeldin has done a good job campaigning. He's negated the Trump issue. And what does Trump have to do with the state of uh, violence in New York? I don't, can anybody explain what Trump has to do with that? Absolutely the nothing. Taxes in the nation? Absolutely what does nothing. Trump have to do with that? That's not the issue. It's facing the voters next Tuesday. Yeah. And this is what they got. Also, Bill, she's this bringing in Hillary event. Clinton to, you know, to uh, boost up her campaign. Listen, all due respect to Hillary Clinton, she's the last person you want on your side right now if you're a Democrat. No, actually, the last well, person was Biden. Yeah, but it, again, you're in New York. You're, you're wrong. You're, she's the one that lost you're the election. Wrong. The last person, if you're a Democrat, you want on your side right now is Kamala Harris. He's <laughs> 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 right. Okay. You're I having a fight it. among us. So point well taken. Well taken. Thank you. No, she's as the worst. As far as I know, she has not been invited anywhere, anywhere by any Democratic candidate to campaign for that person. Biden, they kept in Delaware this weekend while his wife went out to campaign, but he didn't. They can keep him in Philly. They can keep him in selected places. But Obama's racing around the country. Mm-hmm. OK, Obama's got nothing other than we should be more civil to each other. And that's true. I ran. I'm going to run on common sense tonight. 
at 9 o'clock on WABC about a, a minute 10 soundbite from Obama, and he's right. He's right. You, you've got to be able to, to talk, but the talk is done. If you don't know what Hochul stands for now, you're never going to know. Think de Blasio. Well, you're absolutely right, and I'll be listening in at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, if I could just say to Bill. Peter Bill, King, go ahead. No, Bill, great, great eulogy you gave to your friend McGurk, as you call him. Uh, that was really uh, you know, well, well delivered and sincere. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I thank you very much. Bernie deserved it, and so does his family. Well, thank you so much, Bill O'Reilly, yeah, again. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Okay. Again, BillOReilly.com, right? And we'll be listening tonight on uh, WABCRadio.com, 770 in the dial, or BillOReilly.com. And thank you, Bill. And what are you going to talk about again tonight? I'm going to talk about how you're buying so many copies of Killing the Legends. And putting <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Isn't this nice? I still, owe you, I still owe you a book party, yeah, but you don't need it. I uh, three lampshanks to get a Killing the Legends. Great. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so Happy much. Halloween. Happy you. Halloween. Uh, on the phone with us from uh, coming in from Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz. That's it. Uh, Dr. Oz. He's running for Senate in Pennsylvania. He doesn't, he doesn't need a second name. Some, that's people, it. Just, some this, people just need a first name. Dr. Oz. Dr. That's, Oz. That's it. Everybody knows who Dr. Oz is. One of the best doctors in the world. 94% name recognition in Pennsylvania. Brilliant. Why? It seems like that these days. I've been. I was. I went to a high school football game, which uh, I thought would make me a bit immune. I didn't know the kids paid attention to all the ads on TV, but they do. So it, it's they, everywhere. But this has been a pretty uh, interesting race because it's such a microcosm of the country in Pennsylvania. It's perfectly purple. Mm. Doctor Oz, tell us what the heck is going on in Pennsylvania. Well, I'm going to win. Uh, it's a very close race. Uh, we've done everything we need to do to make sure that folks appreciate that my opponent, John Fetterman, is too extreme for the average voter in Pennsylvania. It doesn't align with their values. I spent my time talking about how I want to bring balance to Washington and deal with the partisan bickering, actually get things done, which is actually the number one question that voters ask of me. They don't want me to go to Washington and make a stink with the Democrats. They want me to go fix the problems and work with the Democrats, which in this state you need to do because the person on either side of you is from a different party. That's why the state is such a good example for the entire country of how you can live in, in harmony, even though you fight like cats and dogs. You know, one of us will be elected and that person. And it's usually been one Democrat and one Republican. It has for most of my life. Pat Toomey obviously has a seat right now. But in the debate last week, I just hammered Fetterman on defending radical positions that he has taken on one. He released one third of all prisoners and always trying to push for more murderers to get released over the objections of uh, the, you know, at the time, the jury and the judge and even the families who still are suffering from losing their loved ones. Again, didn't have a defense for it. I asked him about his position on fracking, which he's historically been always against, and all of a sudden he shifted and he couldn't answer the question. Uh, it was an awkward moment because I, they, and the moderators kept pushing, saying, you know, you've been saying even recently that you're against fracking. What changed your mind? Because I didn't change my mind. I've always been for fracking. Oh, so my God. Creates, it, creates, it creates a problem in the minds of a lot of folks, because they say, well, you know, if he can't be honest about his positions and he's expressed pretty far left radical ones, then maybe he's not the right, the right one for us. Listen, there's some ideas that you don't agree with, but if the person can defend them, you got to give them a chance. In John Fetterman's case, he just says it. It fits well into 140 character tweet. And then he pretends it didn't happen if it doesn't suit his needs a few months later. And that's a big issue for voters. And he also hasn't been telling the truth about his uh, physical and mental condition either. 
Well, I can't get involved in that because we haven't seen medical records, but I have seen, yeah, I have seen lots of stuff that he's written about wanting to legalize all drugs. And we know what happens when you do that. Oregon's a good example a 50% increase in homicides a year later. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes you worried when you're always trying to raise taxes, but you haven't paid your own 67 times. And then when you're asked about it, you say it slipped through the cracks. So what about the average taxpayer who's working their heart out? They can't say that because they're not the mayor of the town or the lieutenant governor. And so these are, again, this story starts to build up and you begin to think, well, this guy's not like me. He has a different set of rules that apply to him and therefore I'm not going his way. But listen, it's a close state because there are a lot of Democrats uh, and many of them are going to just you know, want, to, want to have a 51st Democratic vote in the Senate. Um, but most of his money, I'll tell you, is coming from New York and from California for people who have that motivation. And I keep saying, listen, the night of the debate, he raised $2 million <laughs> from people who just wanted to help him because he had a difficult debate. And I keep saying, go to DrOz.com and make sure I can tell the truth about him more than he lies about me. So at least my side of the story gets hurt as well. Dr. Oz, this is uh, Pete King, former congressman. You know, here in New York, we're seeing a surge for Lee Zeldin. And before you come on, we were discussing, there's really a grassroots movement away from Democrats toward Republicans. Are you sensing that in Pennsylvania? I'm not talking about political people. The average rank-and-file people who seem to be just really fed up, and there's a grassroots movement. 100%. There's no question. It's a big part of why I caught up. And I think a lot of it is because the basics that you need to live a happy life, safety in the streets, knowing your kids aren't going to die of fentanyl overdosing because they you know, went to the mailbox when you weren't there. Uh, issues around the economy with inflation at 40 year high. These are really bothersome to people. And as has as been told to me when I'm campaigning inside of Philadelphia itself, which is the highest murder rate ever in its history, people say we feel like we're part of a social experiment. Mm. And they use this phraseology. They say white woke people make rules, but they're not here to deal with the consequences and we have to deal with them. And they don't like that. And people feel wronged. And, and, and moms are upset about their kids not getting educated. Uh, families can't go out into the streets right now. There's so people on Social Security, their checks don't stretch far enough with inflation as high as is. We've got energy prices that are increasing as people buy their heating oil to get upset. So, you know, New York is very similar to Pennsylvania. In many parts of the state, they're paying their heating oil bills right now. And they're, re- they're realizing a massive increase. We've got a shortage of diesel fuel. You know, and we're cheating a little bit. You know, Biden keeps releasing gas from the stocks the stockpile, but we're not producing more energy in America. And John knows this better than anybody. But if you hold back producers of energy, you're going to see prices increase. And when they increase, it drives up inflation. And of course, my my opponent's first step is he wants to prosecute energy executives. But you want you know the the job creators in Pennsylvania are doing their best to hold it together. Prosecuting them is not the answer. It's unleashing energy so that it, the price will naturally come down like with any commodity if you produce more of it. And uh, President Biden wanted to go after the oil companies like uh, uh, ExxonMobil. And you know what I said to President Biden? I said, nobody owns those oil companies. They're all executives. It's only owned by pension funds and 401k plans. And so when, when uh, those oil companies make a, a pay a dividend, it goes to 401k plans and goes to the average American. I think what percentage of uh, Americans uh, own stock in uh, uh, in the New York Stock Exchange. I mean, I think it's like 60, 70%. Peter, do you know? I think you're right, John. It's about 70%. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's owned by the American people. It's not owned by uh, somebody, uh, Onassis, or, or, uh, or somebody that, uh, that's a, a, a trillionaire. So why it, does he say that? Why does because Biden he doesn't class, know any better. It's or also he, class warfare. I think he knows. Class I think warfare. he knows, but it's easy to make the oil executive the boogeyman. The Doc, enemy, the enemy. Yeah. Dr. Oz, what will you do to combat the crime? And I'm seeing it specifically Especially among... in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia and among young people. in Philadelphia, Dr. Oz. The number one solution is let people do their jobs. The Fraternal Order of Police unanimously endorsed me, and they did it because they felt that no one had their back. And in fairness, if they run after a, a criminal and they, and they apprehend him and anything goes wrong, they get blamed. If they get the, the culprit into the jail cell, the prosecutor doesn't do their job, so they're out back immediately. Now, they're not enforcing any of the bail rules, like in New York City. It's created an environment where the police are demoralized. Retirements are up 40%. There's just no desire to become a policeman. We don't have enough. Less than 1,000 officers at any one time are working. So it becomes impossible to police the streets. Uh, it, even simple things, like getting out of the Eagles game last night. You know, you just can't do it because there's no police around. So you have to allow folks who are running towards crises to do their jobs. You have to tell prosecutors they must enforce the rules. We also have to provide resources to be able to fund some of the things that we need for community policing. But these, uh, and also sanctuary cities, which in our, you know, it's a big problem in Pennsylvania. You have to let federal law enforcement work with local police officers and exchange information. These are all part of a larger general narrative. Let people do their jobs. So and if you don't would you consider... Crime number one in, in, in Pennsylvania between uh, Pittsburgh and between Philadelphia? Yes. Crime is the, it has a tremendous amount of intensity because it's an all or nothing event. You never know if you're going to be okay when you go to work. You can't take your kids outside. Moms are telling me they're buying their kids video games so they can't, because they can't go outside. Mm. I mean, I went to med school in West Philly. I could walk around easily in that part of the city. You can't do that now. Kensington, downtown Philadelphia, the largest open-air drug market in the country. I mean, blocks after block of people like zombies with needles hanging out of their bodies. Tragic. The divine spark gone from their eyes and no one's doing anything about it. Democrats won't go there because they're ashamed of the results of their lax policies. And I say, guys, if, if I'm taking someone by the hand who's about to die from an overdose, I mean, literally, and mm-hmm. put them into detox, that's not an evil act. Yes, I'm stopping them from doing what they were doing. But heroin is not a long-term survival strategy. That's why I don't like heroin injection sites, which John Fetterman has advocated for. That's why I don't think we should legalize all drugs, because you're letting people kill themselves. The honorable thing to do is to boldly go in there and say, you can't you know, do what you're doing. You're hurting yourself. You're actually defecated on this, whatever the door stoop. You can't, you're not allowed to do that, so I'm taking you into detox. And then five days later, not always going to work, but when it does work, you're saving lives. This has been done in other cities. But in cities like Philadelphia, which have been taken over by the far-left radical extreme elements of the Democratic Party, it's not happening. And you ask about the grassroots movement, a lot of the movement is conservative Democrats. They don't like what they're seeing with their own party. They feel like they've been hijacked, and they don't want that. So they're going to send a message. They're going to vote with the Republicans as long as Republicans are trying to bring balance back. So that's my commitment, and I promise I will do that. I've done that my whole career. In the OR, you don't pick. No, you unify. You have one big problem to fix the heart. You come together and you do it. You don't divide. You know, the anesthesiologist doesn't bicker with the scrub nurse. You work together to fix the problem. Now, do you have the problem we have in New York, Dr. Oz, uh, with uh, migrants being shipped into Pennsylvania at all? No, but we have a bigger problem in that we have fentanyl in massive amounts, seven times more this year than two years ago. And we have number three highest death rate from fentanyl in the country. So 
I, I hear it every everywhere I, I I stump. Someone gets up and says, "You know, my this happened this this past a weekend ago. Thirty two year old daughter was had fibromyalgia from Lyme disease. She got a little pain medication for it, but she got it you know, over uh, one of the social media apps, and they brought it to her. It had fentanyl. It was laced with fentanyl to make it more potent. She didn't realize it. The mother found her blue and dead in bed. Oh my god! And it's terrible, but it happens all the time. <laughs> so no, the people don't feel safe in their own homes. Mm. The inflation is terrible because it it strips away everything that you've made. It's a regressive tax, but it's a slow process, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Death from drug o- uh, overdose from cartels who are running human trafficking operations and profiting so much they can buy this stuff and bring it in. That's an all or nothing event. Death from being shot or carjacked. You know, these things destroy your quality of life because they can happen in any moment. So you're living in anxiety all the time. And it doesn't seem like the Democratic Party has zeroed in on this. And since many of these events are happening because of Democratic Party policies, they have to be accountable for it. And that's why we're going to see a shift to the to the red side this election. Well, people, I understand people are angry. They're angry that, uh, from the borders. They're angry on the drugs crossing the borders. They're angry at the crime in the streets. There's so many things they're angry about, and uh, and the, the, paying twice the price for for gasoline and uh, and heating oil fuel. They're just plain that's, angry. Yeah, but that's the reason. That's the reason you need Dr. Oz's race is very important for what happens in Pennsylvania, but it's also important. We need you, Dr. Oz, fifty-one votes. You need that fifty-one votes to have a countervailing force against the Democratic left-wing policies. You need to have the Senate won by the Republicans to have the fifty-one votes. So you're talking about the future of this country. That's why this election for Dr. Oz is so important. Look, I, I have a lot of common sense Democrats as friends, but none of them have stood up. To say I'm independent and I will I will do the right thing and and but they all vote as a group and and that I don't understand uh, Congressman King you've been in Congress forever you ever see it uh, that extreme they all vote as a group they don't get one. They don't even have one person that deviates from what the leader wants. Now, there's no longer Democrats like Scoop Jackson or Joe Lieberman or here in New York, Ed Koch. They're right down the line. We've seen it in Albany. We've seen it here in the city council. It's really disgraceful. And we really need someone like Dr. Oz who's going to restore real values and uh, law and order to the country. Because that's what America feels like. It's, the country is crumbling around them. We need someone with common sense who you know, respects tradition, respects values, and has worked his whole life to help people. You're right. Dr. Oz, we've got uh, 15 seconds. Before we have to go to go break, tell tell me um, uh, all Pennsylvanians what you're going to tell them. The, the, the key question is: Are you happy with the way the country's headed? If someone says yes, take their car keys away. They shouldn't be driving. Could <laughs> <laughs> agree. We got a problem. I'm the candidate for change. Go to drroz.com. Even ten bucks helps. God bless y'all. Thank you Thank so you. much. It's cats at night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night show. That's a great show so far. We got Bill O'Reilly, Dr. Oh. Oz, and now we have George Venizelos. The best yet to come. The oh best yet to come. How do you follow those two guys? What are you talking <laughs> about? You're the best. So you were in Harrisburg, right? Yeah. Stations when you I were the FBI. Harrisburg as How many years were you in the FBI? With the FBI. 24 years. Oh. And um, Pennsylvania is a great state. And like Dr. Oz said, it's almost representative of the whole country. You have uh, Philadelphia. Like what the Carville's old joke, yeah, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Alabama in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of, it's like three different states and, and, in one. And with with uh, the guy <clears throat> running against uh, Oz, uh, Fetterman, 
wants to turn the rest of Pennsylvania into uh, what's going on in Philadelphia. I mean, I don't understand. Who are the 40, 45 percent people that are supporting uh, this guy Fetterman? If he wants to do that, I don't understand. It's the same that. people who elected this guy Krasner as a district attorney That's who lets everybody loose. But can you believe they want to legalize all drug use and have these drug injection centers? I well, mean, that is frightening. Philadelphia got so bad now, they just recently closed two Wawa's. And I know those two Wawa's. Our office in Philadelphia is, not, is walking. Wawa's a supermarket. Wawa, that's where they started. Wawa's are like the you know, supermarket. How do the FBI work with the DAs? Do you get cooperation from law enforcement? Yeah, pretty much. I well, I was lucky. I had a good mayor and a good I mean, DA. As opposed when to I was now, there. I mean, as it opposed seems to like now. every other DA gets indicted, but you know, but for the most. But George, part, you were mentioning those Wawas and those incredible viral videos of the yeah. kids that went in there just robbing the heck out of the places. Their faces every for the world to see. And how many arrests were there were, were made? Zero. 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 It's a great city. It's a historic city. Um, great people. The police are great. They're just undermanned, and they're not being supported right now by the district attorney. It's a problem. George, uh, and you were in charge of all New York uh, 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 for how many years? A little over two years. I was a little over two years. And you see what's going on right now. And he did a great job, John, when he was there. He really did. Well, you were there. You were Homeland Security at that yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I interviewed him. You know, I interviewed him <laughs> next time. <laughs> uh, oh. Tell us... Uh, I've seen these latest FBI stories about the, the the Chinese. You know, I've always said on this show that I don't think it's the Russians trying to undermine us. They're not, I don't want to say they're not smart enough. They are smart people. Right. But the Chinese, the, the art of war, that they're out to defeat us and we don't even know we're being defeated. Now, there was stories in the New York Post last week and the week before, and there were stories about uh, indictments by the FBI on on some uh, uh, Chinese gangs or Chinese uh, uh, impersonator. Well, tell, right. you tell us. Yeah, I mean, I think for, as far as the FBI is concerned, the Chinese have always been the biggest threat. You know, uh, Russia's there, but the Chinese... You know, I want to say they're smarter. They're, I mean, they're, they're very smart. They're very organized. They're very calculating. And I think last week there was a case that came out. Actually, there were three cases in one that the FBI and Department of Justice announced. Uh, the, the indictment of 13 individuals, which included Chinese spies, for better words. Hmm. Included. And, and you, know, you, you don't hear that a lot. We've heard it over the years with some Russian cases and stuff like that. And this was groundbreaking. And I think this is just the beginning. I think this just gives notice to the Chinese that we're not messing around anymore. You know, and, and these cases hit different areas. The, the, you know, they hit, you know, trying to get into the, the big case they have against that Chinese tele, telecommunication company, you know, trying to bribe people to get information. That's the U.S. Attorney's case? Yes, that's the Eastern District. And then also there's another case involved, you know, people harassing Chinese citizens who live here now are U.S. citizens. And they've opened up a, a a police station, the New York Post said. Well, what, what, it's not really a police station. Yeah. What is it? I mean, I think what the Chinese do, like other governments, um, they open up different, like this, it's not a police station really, but it's a, it's a liaison station to address organized crime and gambling because the Chinese are really big on the gambling side of things. And, and what it did say is, when the Chinese did something really uh, bad and the NYPD did not arrest them, the Chinese took care of business. 
Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have information on that, but yeah. but but I think that I think what places like that do when they have these different, whether they have a Chinese like a college or a school or a liaison center, it's a front. It's a front, so they could try to one influence politicians, they try to influence the government officials, you know, and they try to penetrate the, our systems, our companies, and steal secrets and get jobs. I mean, they're very sophisticated. They try, don't they? Also, try to in, intimidate uh, Chinese folks yeah, who live yeah. here. And, and what they, they do is they want to. One of these indictments arresting two people for doing that, for harassing, surveilling the people, because they want to make a, a message, send a message to people. You know what? Just because you live in this country now, United States, we can still get to you. You know, it's all, it's all, it's all mind games that they play. And and I, I, I give the FBI credit. For really, these cases are very difficult to do this, to send a message. I think this might be only the beginning. I think you may see more of these type of cases. George Venizelos, we had Gordon Chang on the other day, and he was talking about how the Chinese are buying up parcels of land here in the United States. But we can't go over there into China, you you know, an American citizen, and buy parcels of land. We know that they're infiltrating the universities. They're even buying reproductive Sensors in 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 across the country. So is the FBI involved in that and looking into those cases as well? Absolutely, they should be, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're buying farmland, they're buying key resources all over the world. They're buying ports. They're buying farmland near uh, Air Force bases. Yes, it's very scary. Does that yes. mean they're going to try to use it as a uh, uh, spy center? It, we don't know. It could be. It could yeah. be a lot of things. Doing it's all over the world. Fun. In Africa, Africa Europe, Central America. The yeah. yeah. Venezuelans yeah. are selling them land. Right. Yeah. There. And, you know, whatever happened to the Cuban Missile Crisis? We're not concerned about having the Chinese have a penetration? They would have the Monroe Doctrine. China makes investments in these countries. The country right. can't pay it back, and China's there. Right. China stays the there. Chinese people mm-hmm. in America, the American Chinese are very hardworking, smart people. But we're talking about the communist yeah. Chinese right. government. That's right. That, CCP. Mm-hmm. That that the art of right. war. What is the uh, Sun 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 Tzu Sun Tzu Sun Tzu. That's a point we but we have to really understand. The Chinese are, are great people. Great people. They're they're family people. They're hardworking, hard-working people. Hard It's just this this very one percent that are here. For other reasons. The Chinese Communist yeah. Party. Yes. That's who it is. And the Chinese people are the first victims of the CCP. Right. You know? and, and they don't have to worry about elections every four years. Right. Know? So right. They, could, they, could, they think down the road 20, 30 years. Xi basically is now an emperor over there in, yeah. in China. Look what he did when they had the, uh, the party conference. He had all the previous president taken out, escorted out, because they want to have no opposition. Right. They did visibly right. on camera. They have no shame about suppressing opposition. Right. Intimidate. And, and so we know the fentanyl coming across our border, poisoning our people, is coming directly from China. Why isn't the president, why isn't anybody doing anything really about it, going straight to the source, which is China? Yeah, that's why we need more congressmen, politicians like Peter King. What do you, what do you, what do you say about the best person Because I know the Mexican drug cartels yeah. are the ones dealing it, and I know yeah. we got the smugglers, yeah. but the source is China. Now, one thing we are doing positive, we are sending B-52s to China, I mean, to mm-hmm. Taiwan to protect, which is sending a signal to China. I would hope we're doing more as far as fentanyl. At the military level, we are doing more than had been done in the past, so I give them credit for that, especially the B-52s. In the, in the other area, the Chinese and Russians both work. They want to they divide America. They want yeah. America's people to realize that democracy doesn't work. And what they do, they support both parties. 
Mm-hmm. You know, whether through TikTok, they're big in TikTok, you know, they, they try to shape the minds of Americans. They try to create division in this country. They, they want extremism on both conquer. ends. They want extremism. Also, they sell a lot of equipment that can be used by them to gather intelligence. Absolutely. Yeah. So, George, one final thing for the people out there that say, oh, I don't trust the FBI. I don't trust the DOJ. What do you have to say to that? I, I, you better, because we need the FBI. We need a strong FBI. I mean, this country needs a strong FBI to keep this. this, this we we check. agree one hundred percent. You only have fifteen thousand uh, agents. agents. Yeah, you should have. That's ridiculous. Wow, 15, take them away from the eighty thousand yeah. IRS. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take. Thank you, George. We'll talk some more. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line with us is Rona McDaniel. She is the chairwoman of the GOP since 2017, and she's going to tell us what is going on in the country. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Ms. McDaniel. Always good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us, uh, uh, we got eight days left to the election. Give us a rundown. Where the heck are we? So I I think we're going to take back the House. We need five seats to take back the House and retire Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. And just to give you an example. I understand she's going to go to the Vatican uh, and become ambassador to the Vatican if if she loses the House. That's what I've heard. I've heard that as well, that that's that's her plan. But, um, you know, she's she's out saying still that they're going to keep the House. But, you know. We've got seats in, in New York that we can pick up. But just to give you an example, there are four seats in, in Florida alone that we can pick up that I think we're going to flip on election night. And that takes us, you know, just one seat away from retiring Nancy Pelosi. So the House, we're going to win. It's just a question of how, by how many seats. Ron, excuse uh, me. This is this is Pete King. Let me just interrupt to say sure. I was there in 1994, 2010 and 2014. I sensed the same feeling on the ground, a grassroots revolt. You know, we took the house yeah. back in 1994, the first time in 40 years. I sensed the same feeling out there today. And people are as mad as heck right now. Yeah. People are mad at what's going on. They're mad. I just did a rally with Tudor Dixon, our gubernatorial candidate in Michigan, and Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, it was packed, and people are mad about economy, inflation, gas prices, grocery prices. They're mad about crime. They're also really mad Rona, about education. You talk about your hometown of Michigan, Rona McDaniel, your hometown of Michigan. If that governor, Whitmer, what's her name? Whitmer. Whitmer. Whitmer gets reelected and she shuts down that pipeline, you're going to have $150 oil. Mm. Exactly. She's a nightmare. But, you know, Tudor Dixon has come on strong in the end. Uh, the RGA just came in for her. And, you know, I think she's she's having a good run, just like Lee Zeldin. I mean, Lee Zeldin can pull a big upset in New York as well. Yep. So the House side, the RNC is more federal, congressional and, and, and Senate races. And then the Senate, it's going to be neck and neck. All, in, all the way to the end. Right now in the early voting, we see it's neck and neck in Pennsylvania, Nevada, in uh, in Georgia. All these states, it's going to come down to Election Day. So it's going to be a turnout game, and we just need our voters to get out and, and vote. Rona McDaniel, we spoke to Dr. Oz before, and it doesn't get more common sense than him. And the fact that John Fetterman is even kind of neck and neck with him is kind of shocking to me. And I'm going to put aside his mental or physical difficulties. The guy wants to empty a third of prisons. He wants to have open injection drug centers throughout uh, the state. How? Who are these people that are supporting people like John Fetterman, these radical 
regressives. I don't want to call them progressives or even Joe Biden. Who are they? Yeah. So Pennsylvania, I mean, traditionally has been a blue state, right? So Trump changed that. And they have over 500,000 more registered Democrats than Republicans. So Oz is very close. This is always going to be a one point race. It, it could break more for us. We feel like it's trending like 2021 when we want a statewide Supreme Court seat. That what we're, that's what we're seeing in the absentee ballots. Uh, Pennsylvania only has mail-in voting and then Election Day voting. They don't have any early votes. So we'll know tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day people can request an absentee ballot. Right now, we don't think those requests are as high as we would have expected. We'll know better tomorrow. But, you know, the Pittsburgh Gazette just came out and endorsed odds. This is highly unusual uh, for them to endorse a Republican. And they said some of the reasons they said was that Fetterman has not been transparent and won't release his medical records. So, of course, we want him to get well, but he does have to be honest about his health and also about his record. He wants to ban fracking in a state that energy is key to, provides a lot of jobs. And then also he wants to release, like you said, a third of the prisoners. He's all in on cashless bail and the defund the police movement that's making our streets less safe. Philadelphia is about to hit their highest murder uh, record in history. And I think as people are looking around their, their kitchen table and they're saying, what do I worry about? It's inflation, crime, education, and the Democrats are just losing on those issues. It's horrible between the border, between uh, the drugs coming into the country, uh, between in, in New York State, New York City, the, uh, the the migrants just coming in and the federal government doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to help them. Exactly. And people know these are preventable uh, problems. You know, I was with Oz. We were campaigning a week and a half ago and he talked about fentanyl and a mother held up a picture of her daughter who had just died of a fentanyl overdose. And it was heartbreaking. And the whole room uh, was was just devastated. And Oz brought her on the stage and let her tell her story of her 32-year-old daughter who had bought a pill online and somebody put it in her mailbox for pain and it was fentanyl laced and she died. And this is happening around our country. And what's so disgusting is Democrats could have stopped this. They can close our border. They can get more border patrol agents. They've chosen intentionally not to, even though they're hearing that 107,000 people died of fentanyl last year, even though they know that crime is on the rise. They're intentionally not stopping these problems. And the only way you we can stop it is by electing Republicans in states like New York and Pennsylvania. We need a balance. Rona, you're absolutely correct. We need a balance of power in Washington because uh, unfortunately, and I feel bad uh, uh, because he is the president, President Biden is out of control and we need a balance of power to to, to make sure that uh, that things happen the right way for, for our country. Biden is a captive of the left wing yeah. of the Democratic Party, and he's in, he ran it as a moderate. He hasn't governed as a moderate. The country's in trouble because of that, and it's absolutely essential that you have balanced government. And that's why the Oz race is so Democrat. important. And, you're and a I'm the House Democrat, and, and I'm that's telling our you. in-house Democrat. Right. <laughs> Believe me, the most important thing we can have now is a balance of power in Washington and have an election which repudiates the left wing of the Democratic Party. Well, and Biden ran on bringing people together in unity. You look at his inaugural speech and he said, I'm going to I'm going to stop this nonsense and I'm going to work across the aisle. But he hasn't. And we saw in 94 when, you know, Clinton came in and he tried to do Hillary Claire and he was so radical. He was repudiated in that 94 midterm when Republicans took back the House with Newt with a contract with America. And he came to the middle and he did welfare to workfare and he did a lot of things. And. 
I hope that the Democrats see if they're repudiated on November 8th, that the American people are saying enough is enough. Please start working on behalf of us and solving the issues that we want you to tackle in Washington. Rona, enough is enough. We want a balance of power in Washington to make sure our country survives the way me and you and all of us in this studio have grown up. Exactly. I totally agree. And people are really hurting right now. And make sure you you get lawyers to watch those polling places. And, uh, (laughs) you know, because why are they saying in in Pennsylvania they're going to need three more days after the uh, elections to find out who won? Because Pennsylvania has a a crazy law and Republicans in the legislature tried to put it forward to start processing ballots before Election Day. But they don't start processing absentee ballots until on Election Day. The one good thing about Pennsylvania is they have passed a law that prevents counters from stopping mid-count and going to home and going to bed. Once they start counting, they have to count all the way through. But their law makes it very hard. States like Georgia and Florida and Ohio, Georgia just changed their law. We should get results more timely. And this is an issue because it creates distrust with the election the longer it takes to get the vote. Well, thank you so much, Rona McDaniel, for all of your insight. And we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Rona. Thank Happy you. Halloween. Happy Halloween. And and now walking into our uh, studio, we have the famous, infamous <laughs> Curtis Sliwa, who kept me up all night Saturday and all night Sunday. Uh, tell us, any new information coming in from San Francisco? Because nobody really knows what happened. There's all kinds of crap stories going on around. You're a law enforcement guy. What 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 do you found out? Anyone who's ever followed. We're talking about the, uh, Paul Pelosi in San Francisco. We're just trying to find out what happened. Remember, we had a two and a half minute press conference on Friday. That was it. Right. Police never spoke again. Uh, the police commissioner said there were three people in the residence. Uh, in fact, uh, you had Chuck Todd went on on Sunday and said the police commissioner says there are three people in the residence. Then all of a sudden, three became two. Then all of a sudden, they weren't friends, even though the 911 uh, call indicated that uh, he was a friend and his name was David. Now they're claiming that the Pepe broke in. And the reason he had the plastic ties is he was tired from coming all the way up from Berkeley with a backpack. He was going to tie up Mr. Pelosi and take a nap first before he would pursue looking for Nancy Pelosi. This guy's a nut job, a screwball. He's not MAGA. He's he's not politically involved. He's a guy who was living at a hippie commune with nudists, and he was married to the queen bee of the colony. Oh That's no God. MAGA guy. Curtis Lewis, keep me up on, on weekends. Thank you so much. And, and what do we stand for in this show? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American way. God bless America, and we need God's blessing. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.